This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. My name is Brian McKinley, and it is my honor to be speaking with one of the newest members of the Hofstra Radio Hall of Fame, Keith Irizarry. Welcome back, and congratulations. Uh, thank you so much, Brian. I'm glad to be here. Had such a good time talking with you last time. Uh, looking forward to chopping it up again. All right. So it's the obvious question, but we have to ask it. How does it feel to be inducted into the Hofstra Radio Hall of Fame? Really cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I feel like a kid with this. And, and my wife, Jody, had said this too. Like, I looked, I had like a giddy little look about me when I found out. So it was crazy how I did find out. Uh-huh. So I didn't know this was a thing that was up for, for you know, to happen. I, I really didn't. I didn't know anything about this. I mean, I know there's a Hall of Fame, but I didn't know that I was up for anything, whatever. I got a DM on Facebook from someone a few years uh, younger than me congratulating me on the hall. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I went on Facebook and realized there was a post there. So they were apparently going to post it and then they were contacting us like immediately. And I guess, you know, someone saw it before they actually contacted me. So I kind of knew already because of that, like five minutes before I was supposed to know, I guess. It's amazing. It is an absolute honor. I loved, and, and you know, you know, I spoke with you about this. I loved yeah. my three and a half years at Hofstra Radio at WRHU, being a part of that, going through all the training course and making so many lifelong friends and learning so much from Ed and you know Bruce and and everybody else uh, that was there in management while I while I was a student. I I never really thought about the idea or the concept of being in a hall of fame, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we cover sports and we see athletes go into hall, the hall of fame and you think how cool that must be for them, but also, you know, for their family members and their friends. And I think that's been some of the, the most fun part about this too, is that like my parents were over the moon, my mm. sister and my brother-in-law and my other brother-in-law and my obviously my wife and even like my kids at 12 and eight years old are old enough to kind of understand the gravity of, of making a Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, this has been very, very awesome. And then the amount of nice messages I got on whether it's social media or text messages. And I was at the Hofstra basketball game, the NIT game on Saturday and yeah. countless people coming up and, you know, joking with, hey, Mr. Hall, hey, Mr. You know, like, but it, it's dream come true. Like you don't get into the fields that you go into for awards. You don't, you just do it because you love it. And if awards come, that's really an amazing, you know, secondary part of it. This is pretty amazing. (laughs) That's very cool. That's very cool. And and your enthusiasm and your pride are just, just really, you know, coming through loud and clear. So, so we're really happy for you. Now, for those of us who maybe don't know, what's been your relationship with Hofstra Radio since you graduated? I've actually stayed very invested in Hofstra Radio in WRHU. So when I first graduated, obviously I was finding my way in the professional world. A couple of years later, I started going back and helping Ed Ingalls with the summer camp, which at the mm-hmm. time, I don't, I don't remember if it was actually affiliated with WRHU at the time. I, I can't remember for the life of me, but ultimately it ended up not being affiliated with WRHU, but it was just part of Hofstra continuing education. I then took that over when Ed was fully retired and not going to be able to to do any of that anymore. You know, he was in retirement mode. 
Mm-hmm. So I took over as the you know program coordinator. Kevin Dexter was working side by side with me, Mike Chasina over at Continuing Ed and a bunch of other, you know, Vinny Micucci and uh, Mark Wiener and Dan Savarino. And I'm probably missing some names. And if I am, I do apologize. But a bunch of people were a part of it too. And through that, I met and stayed in touch with a lot of the students that were coming through WRHU. And you know, a bunch of them looked to me for, for guidance and advice. And I got a lot of them internships at places that I was working at. And I helped a few of them get their first jobs. And now they are, whether it's, you know, still in the field or doing whatever they're doing. I mean, it's crazy. I'm getting old because some of these people are now, they're getting married and they're having kids and stuff like that. And when I met them, they were 19, 20 year old kids. But yeah, I, I've definitely stayed very invested in WRHU, um, even as recently as. If Hofstrad made it to the CAA championship, Max Milstein, who's, uh, I think he's a senior at WRHU, was the lead play-by-play announcer on the men's basketball games. I was going to have him on my national TV show. Wow. Unfortunately, they lost in the semifinals, so it didn't make any sense from a national standpoint anymore. But I was, I was going to have him on, and I thought that would have been a cool platform for him to you know, showcase himself. That would have been very cool. That would have been very generous of you. So uh, it's nice that you're thinking that way all the time, even, you know, being more than a few years removed from the station, you're still thinking about it. It's still part of, of what you're talking about. And you've done so many great things in your career. And we talked a little bit about that in our previous interview, but if you could, where does this induction into the hall of fame, where does that rank with all the things that you've accomplished? It's such a good question because if we're solely talking career, because obviously you go family life, you go marriage and having children, and those things are, are the most, the, the best accomplishments in your life. Solely career, it's got to be top two or three, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, coming through the local ranks and doing Cablevision local programming and News 12 and MSG Varsity, and then kind of moving over into some national radio and then finally getting my national chances. So I would say that seven years ago, when I got hired at CBS Sports Network to be on tops and be one of the co-hosts and be on national television every Sunday leading into the NFL, career-wise, that's got to be towards the top. And then when I got hired at MLB Network and NHL Network, like that was a major step forward into being a voice and a face of actual like core, you know, the, the major four sports, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that was something special. This would be right there with those things, because this is something that shows that my peers or even people that I didn't know in college respect what I did while in college and what I've done since I've been out of college. People don't make a hall of fame just for being talented. They don't. There's got to be a lot of other aspects to this. There are, you know, the being a good person. There mm-hmm. are, there is staying, you know, loyal to your university. And, and I, I mean, I think I have, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think those things all combine to why you get into a hall of fame. So it goes to show that I think I've done a few good things, not just career wise, but like, I guess as a person over the last 
God, uh, when did I graduate? Oh, two. So 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the quick math there. And, and, I, and I like the, the, the reference to, you know, a lot of sports hall of fames and you hear about guys who are tremendous baseball players or football players that maybe didn't make the hall of fame because they had a, you know, grouchy relationship with the press or, you know, had various interactions that, that were not taken in a positive way. And you think, well, how do you, how do you measure that? So I, I like that you're, you're taking all that into consideration as you're, as you're thinking about this. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not, sure. uh, I am not taking this for granted at all as to, to what this means. This is, and honestly, like my family is over the moon and I know I've just said that phrase already, but they really are. They're so excited about this and, you know, for like, my parents and my sister who were a major part of this while I was in college, I met my wife, yeah. you know, three years after college, but like while I was going through all of this, they, they were major factors as to why I was able to, you know, really pursue this and go after my dreams. And then obviously my wife is, I've said this before, she's a saint. She's the most amazing human being I've ever met. And the fact that she has, you know, had my back during the early portions of that career where, and I've told young kids with this, you don't make money early on in this career and you yeah. are working weird hours and sometimes weird jobs. And my wife was just happy that I was happy. So I, I could not have done any of this without her. No, that's fantastic. Are there any other people that you'd like to thank or acknowledge or remember at this time? I mean, I think clearly, you know, I've said it a few times, my parents and, and yeah. my mother and my father are the backbone of you know, what I've been as a human being, my sister, who she doesn't always love this part, but she's five and a half years older than me. So up until I was in my twenties, like I kind of always viewed her as almost like a motherly figure for me. Cause she was, I mean, she was older than me. She had been yeah. through a lot of different, like, I mean, she, you know, she went through teenage years well before me and, you know, she would reprimand me almost like a, like a mom would at times. And then we became best friends when, when I was old enough to, you know, be a best friend with someone in their, in their twenties. But I, I think I told the story with this, when I decided to change my major over to communications, audio radio, in, in fact, my sister said, if you're going to do this, she goes, I know nothing about this, but I would imagine that every boy and girl that loves sports and can't play it professionally would love to do this field. You need to go all out and and just be Mr. Sports Guy. So I would I would give her a lot of credit. And then and my brother-in-law Craig has been around forever. My brother-in-law Chad is awesome. Like he he's he DVRs everything that I'm on and he'll watch later. And nice. my nieces, my young ones from him, they watch me on TV. My older nieces, they watch me on TV and they ask me questions about stuff. And I mean, it I, I have a, I have a great support staff. And what I mean by that is a family behind me. Now, if I'm going to acknowledge people in my career, obviously Ed, Ed Ingalls, yeah. and I know he's gone now, but he helped me get a framework of what this field would be and what I could be in this field. Numerous friends that I'm still friends with that I, I'll just do the ones that I was in school with the, the Vinnie McCucci's of the world, the Dan Baram's of the world, the Mike Corbett's of the world, uh, you know, Ralph Benarchek, these guys, Ray Alexander, Anthony Garcia, uh, Jeff Palazzato, Jay Meyer, uh, Adam Geller, who, you know, is going in, uh, I'm, mm. you know, said in that he's not here to, to, 
to be there for it. Um, but he's going in and getting inducted the same day as me. Um, Danielle DeLillo, like I, I can go on and on and on with the people that I was lucky enough to spend time with at WRHU that whether they pushed me because they were competing with me or they pushed me because they thought I had something special in me or they pushed me because they were just friends. Right. I, I give a lot of thanks to all of them. And in my career, listen, I'll thank the people who doubted me as much as I will thank the people that had my back and believed I could do this because without people doubting you, sometimes maybe you wouldn't push as hard. And then without people having, you know, your best interest and being in your corner, maybe you'd, you know, rest a little bit too. I never want to let anybody down. I'm a big pleaser. Like I want, I I want people to like me. I do. I, Mm -hmm. I enjoy that. But I also want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing the right thing. And I, I think I've, I think I've done that. I think, I mean, you know, going on now 20 something years of broadcasting, I think I've, I've done a fair job of that. Mm, very nice. Um, so we've got a little while before, not too long, but a little while before uh, the induction ceremony on April 22nd. What are you looking most forward to? I'm just going to give that speech that I just did right there. Can you just, <laughs> you just send that back to me and I'll, I'll do that one. I, you know, seeing old friends that maybe I haven't seen in a while, you know, I, I don't know how big of an event it'll be. I don't know how many people will end up being there, but I'm looking forward to meeting some of some of the younger students, maybe that I don't know yet that are currently at WRHU and uh, building rapport with them. And um, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'm looking forward to that moment that whomever is inducting us says Keith Irizarry, Hofstra Radio Hall of Famer. I'd be lying mm-hmm. if I, I'm not looking forward to hearing that sentence and that phrase. That's very cool. Well, 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 Keith, on behalf of the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook and the entire Hofstra Radio community, congratulations and sincerely thank you for taking the time to speak with us. We're, we're looking forward to the 22nd. Uh, thank you so much. I know I've said this before, but you are doing such a service for all of us that went to Hofstra and were part of WRHU and previous, you know, names of, of Hofstra radio that were there. So keep up the great work on on your end too. Thank you. and, And thank you for the kind words.